Intro today. Yeah. Intro today is for K. Intro today is for K. <laughs> Welcome to the Love Change Podcast. We have a beautiful topic today. <laughs> turning 30, turning 40, the decades of life. One of my non-favorite topics, to be honest. That's why I was skirting around in preparation the last days. But I think it's a beautiful topic to talk about. So here we are. A little bit of honesty. You think it's a beautiful topic to talk about? Yeah. Because me, struggling about it is yeah. also a good topic to talk about. Tell me a little bit more what you were struggling with preparing for this topic. I think most of all is getting my head around to be in the headspace of being 29 and turning 30. Mm. And also realizing that basically I'm 10 years further and I'm going to turn 40 next year. Ta-da. <laughs> Time to order the tombstone, eh? Get one foot in, so. get one foot in. 113 is my goal at least. 113. 113. So let's see. So the questions uh, for Kay today are what things were on your life list when you were turning 30? And uh, which one of those things were ridiculous in retrospect? Why? Um, what things. Uh, you didn't achieve on that list and how did you deal with that and maybe also for your current life list how that's going turning into now what's on the list now because you're going to turn 40 in a year really excited and what's different between when you were turning 20 when you were turning 30 and now that you're turning 40 that's what i'm curious about case mm -hmm. journey yeah, my questions for you. Um, what things did you want to achieve before turning 30? Mm -hmm. How did you feel about turning 30? And what kind of stories? And I can't even read my own handwriting. Are you looking for in this decade? <laughs> As you can see, Katrina really <laughs> loves this topic. Well prepared. Well prepared, yeah. The juices got flowing. Yeah. So, as you're the host today, I can ask. Keep it rolling, keep it All rolling. Right. What things did you want to achieve before turning 30? Oh, tell uh, me. Biggest thing on my list was uh, retiring. I think the biggest list uh, thing on my list was uh, not having to work for money mm -hmm. and then really embarking on the journey of what's next when you don't have to work for money. Mm -hmm. Why was that so high up on your list? It's quite an unusual one, I would say. Um, I think it created a sort of a tension around uh, uh, just getting my finances in order. Mm -hmm. Seeing so many people, 40, 50, 60, just like living paycheck to paycheck. And yeah. I think... Since the age of 18, I always had like three months in savings. And then around 25, I would almost have a year of mm -hmm. cash flow and savings to be like, okay, if I earn money now, it goes in the end of line and I'll spend yeah. the money that's super old now. And then, yeah, as I was approaching 30, I just didn't want to be financially... Uh, motivated for the projects and 
development professionally that I would embark on. I wanted to create the ultimate sense of freedom and also just fast forward in like usually people are like 60, 65 when they arrive at that point that you don't have to work for money anymore. Yeah, which is kind of late. <laughs> but it is what it is. I feel like mm -hmm. if you push yourself to a certain extent, then it's not like when I was 30 that I like was sitting on a boat smoking cigars, eating lobster. But uh, okay. the st standard of life that I was... Mm -hmm. Uh, grateful for I could maintain for a prolonged period without any worries yeah. so that creates a lot of headspace to be like okay what do I really want to do well, what is it that I truly care about yeah and um, another thing that was really high on my list that I really did on my 30th birthday was LSD it's a bit of a taboo but I felt like uh, I really wanted to try it, so I uh, forced one of my friends who I knew who had some to bring it for my birthday and like celebrate it with LSD. I don't know, yeah. And uh, that's it. That's it. I didn't have much more on my list. Okay. Yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah. Well, well, it's a tough one to do the the mm -hmm. the retiree whatever uh, how you would call it. Yeah. And um, I remember when I was like checking it off for myself and sharing that I did it, kind of people received it with type of scrutiny and like, yeah, what are you talking about? It's not like you're sitting on a big boat or you don't have multiple yeah. assets, etc. Which I get because that's the image we have of like, I don't mm -hmm. have to work for money anymore. But if you're able to, and that's what I always tell people, is like if you're able to downsize your costs, yeah. then that point where you are like, okay, I should not stress myself about money is very nearby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want to have a 5K in mortgage and then another 2K for your car, and then before you know it, there's 10,000 uh, leaving your bank account every month, yeah. then it needs to come in. Yeah. I always took the baseline of my student life and then I added a little plus. Like I, I, I care about traveling, so I want to have a travel budget. And I don't care about if stuff is secondhand or thirdhand or yeah, I, I just don't care so much about stuff. It's more the experience for me. Um, how about you? What things were on your life list that were ridiculous and why? So like uh, scroll back to when you were 30 and tell me what things you think in retrospect were weird. I think there's one thing that was the most ridiculous and that was how much I would care about my body image. Sorry? How much I would care about my body image. It was on your list yeah. to care about? To like, yeah, to really like achieve a certain body image year in and year out. You tell me a little bit more, I don't get it. Yeah, like if you work in fashion and you see a certain body image that you kind of, I don't know, maybe take on for yourself and think this is the this is the baseline. What body image is that? Yeah, super skinny. And that was a huge fight for me to kind of like train super hard. I was doing so much at that time. I was running plenty kilometers per week i was going to the gym probably six times a week spending so much time on something that 
yeah, now I'm like, it's just so much time to not even get where I want it to be. And that's for me really ridiculous around it. Okay. That's the only thing that was ridiculous? I think that's the, like, that's the one that I could really like get my head around. Okay. And yeah, I mean, this whole career thinking surely is also something that maybe it's not ridiculous. I think it's a good thing to push for your career, but to realize that I was actually only looking for my career goals on my life list and I was not caring about life itself. Funny enough, it's called the life list. So yeah, I was just really looking after my career. What does that mean? Yeah, it was just like mid thirty. You should be somewhere in the C position. Okay. Gotta push harder to get there, and that would be just the main focus. Like no life, just work. Mm. Thinking like yeah, dump ass me thinking this is just gonna go on like that. What do you mean? Yeah, like energy is just mm. thinking, taking things for granted, like energy, for example. Taking energy for granted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a tough cookie. Yeah. You find out the hard way, usually. Usually that's how you find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you realize, yeah. But, yeah, I think caring... If I would summarize caring about the outside world so much, of what people think about me, mm-hmm. how I should look like, what my career should look like, that was the most ridiculous thing on my life list. Not caring what I want, but thinking, like, if people tell you you're great, you look great, you achieved that, then you're going to be happy. Okay. Yeah, dump ask me. <laughs> well, you learn afterwards. Absolutely. But it was a big learning. It's pretty common, though, for people to like set goals achievement-wise. Uh, I want to be at a certain income level at some age. Yeah, but really, like, super focus on the outside. I think that's something that you need to go through to understand that this is not where happiness... This is not the source of happiness in life. Mm. You really need to go through it. You need to take all the steps. That's at least what I did and how I felt. You really need to go all in to understand. Mm-mm. And I'm going to continue on that because my next yeah. question is what what things were on that list that you didn't achieve and how did you deal with that? Yeah, basically realizing that how ever hard I'm training and putting my ass into running, I'm not getting there. Skinny. Yeah. And then like... How did you deal with it? Yeah, basically realizing that being unhappy about this situation won't get me anywhere. Hmm. So at some point, like weeks and months and years into this crazy mindset, I was like, this is not healthy. Like, this is just something that is not achievable or it might be achievable but the energy and time that you need to put into this is Mm. just like in no relationship to each other Mm. like seeing now how little i can exercise and maintain my body is just like man why did i spend so much time in the gym back in the days when my metabolism was was much better Mm. so how much time would you spend in the gym an hour at least per day if not one and a half with running probably one and a half to two hours oh. yeah a lot of people do that if I, think about it, <laughs> if I think about it a lot of people spend an hour or two in yeah. the gym every day yeah because they want to be fit 
Yeah, but that, like learning about the ratio that 70% comes from food and 30% from training is also something oh, that... Oh, you didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. But once you understand, you're also like, oh my gosh, this is this is smart. And with the career thing, that, that went as planned? It kind of, yeah. When that, you were 30, you yeah. were where you wanted to be. Yeah, absolutely. I got promoted to the position that I like absolutely wanted to have when I was 29. So I was like, Which check, one was that? head off. Head of head of brand management, right. yeah. So I was like, check, I achieved before, that before thirty. So good, yeah. Good I felt it. like I can still feel the energy of how I walked out of the office that day, being like on top of the world okay. that I had the contract for this position. Yeah, you know how much how much I give about titles nowadays. So now I'm like, and okay. then in retrospect, you're like, that was stupid. <laughs> no, that wasn't stupid. I think I have. I would have never pushed so hard. If I didn't have that in mind, mm. which like pushing myself, but also pushing the team, pushing the whole product development further beyond. Mm. That's something that definitely came out of it. That was good. Like, yeah, that, that, that's something that was really caring for. But mm. apart from that, yeah. Okay. Plenty downsides, I would say. And then, and then what you kind of skipped is like, you wanted to be skinny. And then you couldn't be skinny. How did yeah. you deal with not achieving it? How was I dealing? Well, I think at some point you just loosen up realizing that this is reality. And I'm like... But that's that's the end point. That's the end point. Yeah, I mean, and a lot between? of uh, unhappiness mm. and a lot of struggle. I remember, I think I showed you the picture. It's like probably eight years ago or nine years ago where I had a six pack and I was mm. like, if I think now back how skinny I was mm. and I was like completely unhappy mm. because I was there, but I was like, oh, you gotta like go so much further. You'll be more skinny. Yeah, absolutely. And if I look at the pictures, I'm like, you have been super skinny. I don't know what your problem was, but like mindset was completely different. So that took a lot of time to really change perspective. Nope. But yeah, a lot of unhappiness, a lot of struggle, a lot of, yeah, just negativity and punishment for my body. How? Yeah, just training harder, eating less. Oh, wow. Yeah, I cannot imagine. Such a classic in a fashion world. No, I know you cannot imagine, and that's good. Like, that's what, yeah, what I look up to you for. You just train cannot more, imagine. Train more, eat less. No, I would always yeah. train to eat more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't work for me. <laughs> too yeah. bad, too bad. Yeah. So can I? Can I? You're the yeah. host. You can do it. Well, you, want. you just uh, <laughs> took the next one. Yeah, I'm curious how you felt about turning thirty. Was oh. there a certain feeling that came with it? Mm. Nah, I don't really care about the thirty per se so much. I remember turning twenty six was an interesting birthday for me mm -hmm. because I had my accident when I was twenty five. So turning twenty six is was like a major shift. Um, like I also I remember I called the party at my like in between brackets on and then expected twenty sixth birthday bash because mm -hmm. I just wasn't sure about the life. And then uh, yeah, I think when I was 30, I just celebrated it with a couple of buddies. I was just 
kind of transitioning out of one business, not knowing what the next would be. I kind of spiraled out of control afterwards because I was like, okay, now I don't have to work for money anymore. And then I kept making a whole bunch of stupid business decisions mm -hmm. because I was afraid to slow down, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, and then I broke my leg. So that made me slow down. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to slow down. Oh, you tried to go back into your restless. Yeah, I think yeah. the the I created the possibility. Like that was the whole mm -hmm. point of achieving the cash flow uh, uh, that I wanted to maintain my life. Created space and time to stand still, yeah. which scared the shit out of me. So I didn't, mm -hmm. and then I just ran even harder in super unlucrative directions um but the age itself i really don't uh, have a certain feeling about that it was different i uh, i think the biggest biggest difference was the lsd i think that definitely changed my perspective on life as well yeah you want to say a bit more about that? Yeah, what is there to say? It's a really uh, great way to confront yourself with your subconscious, I would say. Mm -hmm. That uh, opened a lot of layers of myself to myself and uh, kind of felt sad that it took so long to feel all those emotions that I was able to feel through that. Um, but at the same time, very grateful that there, um, the capability was there and it allowed me to practice uh, stretching those emotional muscles. I guess, yeah, I think for the rest, I see my friends, they're having kids or settling down. Everybody's in a, that's what I felt like everybody's in a certain life phase and then you kind of think because you're the same cha same age, you should be in the same life phase. Yeah. But me having the accident, but also before that, I always lived out of the ordinary uh, phases and things to do in life. So it's it's kind of hard to keep doing that. And also yeah. uh, not to be uh, uh, like lose your discipline. It's really easy to maintain your discipline if there's a whole bunch of other rats in the same race. Because mm -hmm. then you know who you're keeping up with, who you're losing yeah. with. You can compare, you can compete. If you are truly on your own, yeah. making headway in a certain direction where yeah. there is nobody else then how do you know if you are slacking? How do you know if you are performing? How do you yeah. just scale that? And yeah, you can just keep it up against yourself yesterday. And whatever not, you want to be. Or not. It's all up to you. Yeah. So uh, I think that those kind of things shift. And then you have to reflect again and then be really, really aware of what phase in life it is. And I literally had a sabbatical, uh, which is super young to have a sabbatical, but it was also like a hidden burnout and uh, 
broken legs or was kind of forced and it was kind of a, a whole PTSS of the accident and just my whole life that I've been not wanting to process. So for me, yeah. the 30th year was a very valuable and painful year. Uh, it was, uh, and the years after that also just got harder, it didn't become easier. Uh, but it was fine. It was what I needed to get where I'm at right now to have the resolve and the motivation to go through what I'm doing, what I'm doing. And uh, I really dig deep. You, you have to, at some point, I kept making the same mistakes. So I really needed to stop and reflect and find out what it was that kept me, made me keep walking away from my own stuff and helping other people with their stuff. Yeah. You know, and then uh, realizing that, working on that, processing that, and then you see something beautiful can come out of it, which is what I'm sharing now with the energy management compass in that whole curriculum because I was also in full denial of how my energy levels were doing after my accident for five, six full years, and if it's up to me, I'll keep denying it. Mm -hmm. But it's just counterproductive, and it just makes life a living hell. Yeah. So it's a big uh, reprogramming of your mind and your habits and how you value yourself to be like, it doesn't matter what age I'm at. It's like, how much energy did I get out of bed with today? Just on a daily basis. Yeah. And how am I going to get it to the level that I need to do what I want to get done? Yeah. Repeat that. 365 and then you'll have a good year deny it three days in a row and you'll be on the couch feeling horrible <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a beautiful one yeah what's on your list now no, turn 40 the Thanks big for reminding four me. zero <laughs> yeah i think living as profound as it sounds and as simple as it sounds, living in first place, I think I seriously forgot about that the last decade. And to create something that I believe in, something that I stand for, and not pushing hard and beyond my energy levels for someone, for a company, for an employer, mm. and also for a product that I actually don't really care about. So I think this is really like relearning, reprogramming many things to like get up in the morning and hold myself accountable mm. for things I want to achieve because I would hold myself very accountable for someone else. And now it's the person that I see in the mirror. It's not my manager that I talk to and he's like, oh, you achieved that great and you didn't achieve that. It's mm. just myself like yeah. looking in the mirror, setting goals for the week. And yeah, having you as a partner to hold myself accountable in some sense and like at least talk about it and share where I'm at and where I want to get. And that's pretty hard. Like I never would be thinking that achieving something for myself would not be as high prioritized as achieving something for a salary, for a paycheck every month. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, it's like working for an employer, working for corporate, it's like you get your paycheck. So I kind of like was pushing super hard to achieve. And now it's for myself, which is also my salary check, but it's not like paid by someone. It's not revisioned by a manager or whatever. It's just like pushing for myself. That's why I catch myself sometimes. So I'm like, it's even more priority. Why don't you push hard? Why mm. don't you like just sit your ass down and do that stuff? Yeah, yes. you're going to meet a lot of uh, demons along the way uh, towards intrinsic motivation to truly, truly, yeah. to truly, uh, uh, I, I realized it when I had to uh, redo my house here, some things needed to be painted and I needed to hang some shelf. I can't do it myself. I need to ask help. And I just didn't for like a month. I didn't. And then I felt really bad about the fact that if it was a construction project for X, Y, Z, yeah. it would be like three phone calls, boom, boom, in two days, it's done. Yeah. But it's something that concerns me. It, it influences my uh, comfort of life, my experience of uh, just asking help. Yeah, awesome. and yeah. Just asking help for something that only concerns you. Mm-hmm. Like you'll probably pick up the phone and start calling people if it's somebody else's thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it's your own thing, like, oh, maybe it's not convenient, maybe mm-hmm. it's not the right time. Yeah. And maybe they don't care about me, blah, blah, blah. You can you tell yourself a million and one stories. Yeah. But to truly step through the fire for yourself, it, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big step. Yeah. And it's an ongoing step. And I think that's something I would like to share would definitely help me is to realize that, that what you're doing is going to help somebody else. So it is, it is not uh, per se about that you want to see numbers or prospects or sales or whatever metric there is in business. They're the essence of the yeah. energy that you're putting into whatever project it is. It needs to make somebody else's life mm-hmm. better. Otherwise, it has no reason to exist yeah. in, in, in capitalism, I guess. And And... Reminding yourself of those people, let's just think of a face like you would do it for Joey, right? Joey needs your help, then you will move. Yeah, but if it's got K that needs help, you're like me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so, why is the value different? I think, you know, I think it's really related to what makes us social creatures. Yeah. If everybody was all about themselves. Mm. then the social structure uh, would crumble yeah while uh, a lot of people that i speak to that i know will help another uh, won't ask help for themselves yeah and uh, yeah all these things are related also with business and then if somebody's really all about them we label that as selfish Mm-hmm. so you don't want to be labeled as selfish so you yeah. also kind so of shy away from being yeah, yeah. kind of shy away from both but if you know what your uh, purpose is why you're doing something what the mission is mm-hmm. then you are just an instrument mm-hmm. and a very capable instrument a very skillful instrument so it's mm-hmm. almost unfair to the purpose that you will not put in those hours and focus that it requires just because then it 
the procrastination becomes a selfish thing because mm -hmm. then you think it's about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what you just said that this is going to help someone else, I think that's that's mm -hmm. a beautiful thought to hold on to. Because yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's Hopefully, going to change someone else's life exactly. and make it better and support their health in my case, which is something I really care for. Yeah. So like abstracting it out of the whole thing that you need to do daily and pick up the phone and ask someone for help to be like, hey, listen, what is that about? Actually, I really care yeah. for other people's well-being. Yeah. And that's why I need to pick up the phone yeah. and ask yeah. for help. Because in the end, in the grand scheme of things, this is what I care about. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful one. I have one more Are for you. you. Shooting more questions at me. What was different between turning twenty, then thirty, and now forty? I'm still not forty. Just to say it again. Yeah, yeah, almost. <laughs> I think the biggest difference is to learn to not take things for granted. To be honest. Yeah. I think when I was twenty. I would just think that will go on like this. Mm. I would not really enjoy the momentum. I would just push hard and live in my mind in tomorrow mm. and be like, oh, if you do, if you do A, then you're going to end up at B. But I would never like just stop and enjoy and take just like really take it in. Okay. So it, like thinking it would just go on like this. When mm. I turned 30, I was like, yeah, this whole career thing is going to just go further as it is going. And not just like stop and be like, hey, actually you achieved a lot. I would never pat myself on, sh on my shoulder. Mm. Like literally never. If someone would compliment me, I'd be like, yeah. Like even like turn that down. Not even be like, mm. yeah, thanks. That was a compliment. That's really nice. That's cool. And I think that's what I really learned in the last decade to just whatever I achieve, even celebrate the small things. And just be really grateful for that. Stop in those moments and smell the flowers, as you always say. Smell the roses. Smell the roses in the yeah. park. <laughs> yeah. And just like not take things for granted. Because if you change your perspective and you understand this, life yeah. becomes really colorful and really beautiful. There is so much to enjoy. And mm. I would literally never see that in the past. Be aware, aware more yeah. focused with what's next. Yeah. 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 I recognize that. So turning 40 is kind of something I look forward to, but at the same time, no, because it's a huge number. But there's also like, there is so much life that happened before. So I would not be able to have squeezed that and turn 30 next year. So it's also being grateful for that. I think all the experiences that I had made me the person I am. And to realize that... It's just a good perspective and a good place to be. Gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. Now that's a great thing to uh, uh, integrate with life. Yeah. Definitely. You know, we spoke last week about the bird's perspective. Zooming out. Yeah, zooming out and looking at life and just not sticking in the moment and, I don't know, stressing out or doing whatever about this particular day or moment or state of mind or whatever. We're just mm. like, yeah, okay, it's a turn left and a turn right, but it doesn't bring me off the road. I'm still on, on my path going to my destination. Bad day, okay, well, that's what it is. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm still on my course. I didn't deviate so much. Mm. 
כן, אם אתה צריך לדיוויאט, אתה צריך לדיוויאט. stressing myself out about the achieving my uh, retirement at 30 when I was 25 I was supposed to graduate broke my neck was in rehab for a full year mm-hmm. so I basically lost a year to achieve something that's already hard to achieve <laughs> yeah. so I had four years left I was pretty stressed out about that yeah and uh, yeah I think definitely you Just working my ass off just like I remember when I was 31 or 32 31 I went to Curacao for the first time for the winter mm-hmm. and I just woke up and it's like super tropical there and it's like I could not remember what it was like to just open my eyes without pain mm-hmm. like I was like super surprised looking around me like wow what is this what happened yeah what yeah. is this like i could not remember just like i, I, I was still hurting but it was much less mm-hmm. and i was like wow i was like putting myself putting myself through so much pain which mm-hmm. like then i realized oh it's not necessary yeah it's just temperature related or it's just like okay you don't yeah. need to be here in the winter it just sucks in the winter here yeah Yeah, yeah but that's that's a whole point. I wouldn't allow you know. myself to do that because I have friends who had accidents or like whatever yeah. uh, illness that changed their life course and they're just like okay life's hard enough I'm just gonna kick it I'm just gonna enjoy my days I was like no I'm gonna retire from 30 I've got business goals I'm gonna get there and then I might kick it which I first didn't and then mm-hmm. after a year I did. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, the recent situation of selling my racing bike and going for a super comfy Dutch kind of bike and be mm. like, life can be so good. Yeah. Why was I beating myself up with a stick for so many years? Yeah. Like, yeah, but sometimes you just don't want to see it. That's the point. Sometimes you just need someone else to be like, hey, lady, listen, mm. <laughs> how about that? Maybe you're going to try and see. So, yeah. Do you have any left? Yeah, I do. Um, what kind of uh, stories or what kind of uh, achievements in the decades now are you looking for hmm. in your 30s? Not even in the middle of your 30s. 35, I would say, is the first Maelustrum. Maestron? Yeah, really manifesting my uh, myself uh, as a coach, helping people with energy management, playing a role in um, how you deal how you cultivate resilience. I, I know you don't like the, the sentence. <laughs> I like the sentence. I, just... I, I had to learn the really, really hard way mm-hmm. uh, that uh, The human organism is really amazing at recovering and rebuilding and whether I have an injury in my spine and I can still see progress seven or eight years after the accident physically or whether you are traumatized at a young age or you have emotional blocks or you think you're not so smart or you're not a good learner. All these things are stories 
and boxes that we create for crowd control because there's a lot of us and it's difficult mm-hmm. to give everybody personal attention. Yeah. I get it. The system does not supply that. But I believe that uh, every part of the human body can take some kind of... Uh, yeah, Adjustment? Tr- no, like if you trigger, like if you exercise a part of it, mm-hmm. allow plenty of rest in that rest and recovery cycle, it will learn and grow back stronger. Mm-hmm. Whether it's your brain or your emotions or your adaptability or your body or your stamina or whatever it is, if you allow it to rest after you trigger it, it will expand. Mm-hmm. And there are no limits to that it just gets more painful with the years Mm -hmm. my body turned super old so it's super painful but still despite the pain the pain is just a feeling Mm -hmm. it's not going to kill you being tired is just a feeling it's not going to kill you but allowing yourself to rest rest enough to super compensate Mm -hmm. yeah it's limitless it can create super much potential in everybody i think right now what people need it for is to deal with stress like 24 7 whether it's your phone or your work or your family life or whatever is giving you stress your constant experience stress and it's making people sick so i can definitely play an important role in manifesting myself as a coach helping people uh, feel good yeah really enjoy life and and realize how they can impact yeah, it's under your yeah, own control. Life. It's just something you never learned. So I hope to yeah. something that I had to really learn the hard way, mm-hmm. like in all directions. And then to share that with other people, I really uh, uh, have that on my list. And it's kind of bold to say, okay, when I'm 35, X, Y, Z. But I remember when I embarked on this journey with Amor Muto and creating the energy management compass and writing my autobiography and just having the next book ready like three reasons to break your neck how to hack your consciousness the fact that i realized that your energy is your attention is your consciousness it's very simple to say it but it's really profound if you realize that if you divert your energy towards a place your attention Mm -hmm. goes there and your consciousness what is meditation it is mm-hmm. shifting your consciousness mm-hmm. into other senses than what is in your mind it's stepping into your body mm-hmm. all these things um, they do not need to stay in the realm of mindfulness they can mm-hmm. be a part of children's education a part yeah. of uh, corporate um, systems that help your uh, crew to uh, stay healthy and perform mm-hmm. why do like companies who are like achieving great results they wear people out like tires and then you just get new people and you got mm-hmm. capital so the capital just keep flowing which these are people's lives eh? and yeah. where and how i will find a way to scale this and with who uh, you're helping me a great deal and I need more people to help me with doing that. Yeah, we need more people. Yeah, too. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need more people to help me doing that. But yeah. really manifesting that and making it accessible for 
the billions of people who do not have the high income Western standard of life, but are dealing with high stressful situations. Yeah. All the Bangladeshis and climate change that's upon us. And how do you deal with uh, your social fabric being torn apart, uh, super disruptive technologies hitting humanity? Yeah. And it's just, just deal with it. Mm. Already in the first world countries, people's experiences cracking up about it and i get it because you've been told that everything's gonna go linear but if things are tilting really exponentially then it's hard to fathom and you because you do not know you think you cannot mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a good one and just sharing that knowledge and realizing that it's a practice something that that is very simple just how do you harvest energy if you feel low like are you feeling depressed or are you just tired do you want to kill yourself or do you need a nap these are like yeah being tired is a normal thing being done the body is not done until it stops breathing i have spent uh, weeks and months in my bed just realizing that even if i do not care about life the body will keep breathing mm -hmm. yeah and then then you have to find some meaning in that, mm -hmm. you know, and then you realize how much you took out of it, that it just needs time to recover. Yeah. Whether it's and your mind, your heart. Time, yeah. 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 Talk to people with a burnout. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's on my current uh, goal, just to share out of my own uh, experience and knowledge and all that i'm constantly reading up on how these things are exploring and really uh yeah scaling up on that i think that's mm. uh that's my current like work ambition but i don't feel like it's a work thing i feel like it's my purpose mm -hmm. i also feel like it's a to to be able to tell this from the experience that it truly comes from mm -hmm to share the examples in which I was confronted with these answers. Uh, we'll have the gravitas to land in the right places mm -hmm. because otherwise it's just some theory. And then the proof is in the pudding is the life that I'm leading. So I also have to practice what I preach. Mm -hmm. And that is why I feel like it's my purpose because if I turn my back from it and just see some sexy project which has dollar bills on it and cool people, then two months later, I'm on a stretcher, I need uh, antibiotics or something. Yeah. That's, that's I think, purpose-wise, and then definitely create a life that uh, is just eternal spring. I just want spring weather all year round. That, that's something. I love that. Yeah, I believe that that's something I can remember telling my friends, the fact that our parents had to become refugees and that we grew mm -hmm. up in the Netherlands as political refugees does not mean that we have to grow old here. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's uncomfortable to leave your social circles, your parents, your sisters, brothers, your friends, all the people that you know, mm -hmm. and grow roots somewhere else. But I find it so much valuable in my experience of everyday life if the weather allows me to be without pain and just not wear jackets and whatever just to protect myself and just stay mm. in style. I don't want that. I want to live in yeah. eternal spring. Yeah, um, it also like has so much effect on your 
inside energy and your mindset and everything. So I feel like a winter mm. here is pretty depressing. It's just dark and rainy and mm. ugly. Yeah. And going somewhere else just lifts you up. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. A lot of people live mm. here and have great lives. I don't know. Some people love the winter. I, I just don't care much about the cold. I like cold, but I don't need to have it 24-7. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't I the, cold, For the whole no. course of fall and winter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah. Kay here uh, had a lot of uh, trouble uh, getting started in this uh, one this week. Um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Please uh, like, share, comment. Do what you got to do to help us support the cause. Love change. Yeah. It's not always easy. Mm. As we can see. This week's uh, topic uh, got us into a little bit of a frictive mode. Turmoil. <laughs> Turmoil, yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it opened up some nice discussions about like, yeah, the things that you felt way back that were not so nice. And then you have to reach to those and be realize how bad it was. Yeah. Also realizing how much you can drive yourself crazy for no reason. Um, That's very well said. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally yeah. no reason. If you have topics for us, yes, please comment, yes, please share, and uh, and also share if your whatever your takeout was. Please your share experience to, yeah. to really reach more people because that's our main goal to just. Spread the honesty and vulnerability and, yeah. Safe space. Safe space for conversations. Definitely. Thanks for tuning in. Next Thank week, you. we're going to be live from Spain. Bit different setup. We already moved all this stuff on the couch. Yeah. And, with a uh, bright light. Bright light. I don't know how it looks. <laughs> but uh, let's see. I had fun. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Have a good night.